Our scripture this morning is from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Peter, uh, chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. As always, it's on the cover of your bulletin. Now, if you would, as you're able, please stand in honor of the reading of God's word. chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Please be seated and let us pray. Now, dear Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. How many... Are we we still on? We're not? Okay. Just to be safe, we have a handheld. You thought I was just going to send you home with a benediction, didn't you? No. (laughs) I have a handheld. How many people have seen The Lion King? You've seen the movie, or you've seen it on stage. How many people in the near future are going to be in The Lion King? Well, that would be Ellie Caliphate and Grace Clifton. Uh, soon, later on this month, will actually be in The Lion King. We saw it at the Fox a couple of years ago. Boy, if you've not seen that thing on stage, it is a sight to behold. From the opening chords, the animals start to parade in, and you know that it's going to be something else, and it is. But whether you've seen the movie or the... Broadway musical version, you know that the story centers around Simba, this lion who is born to be a king. But then things change. Things happen. His father, the king, dies, right? And Simba, feeling responsible, runs away. He's running from his guilt, but he's also running from his responsibility. And there is this pivotal scene in the movie and in the stage show where he hears the voice of his father. In the movie, it is James Earl Jones who has this marvelous voice. And he says, Simba, you have forgotten me. And Simba's shocked and hurt and says, no, I could never forget you. And his father says, you have forgotten who you are, so you have forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more than what you have become. His father has to remind the son just who he is. There's another great musical turned into a movie. Started off as a novel, a Victor Hugo novel, Les Miserables. My absolute favorite Broadway show of all time is Les Miserables. If you've never seen that, the main character is a man named Jean Valjean. Valjean spends 19 years in prison, and then he is released. But he's desperate, and he steals some silver from a bishop, but he's caught. And the men who catch him say, well, you stole this. And he said, oh, no, no, the bishop gave this to me. And they say, well, we'll go ask the bishop. And they do, and Valjean knows one word from the bishop, and he will be back in jail again. But the bishop says... Oh, yes, he's right. It was a gift. 
And one-on-one, the bishop says to Valjean, I'm giving you a gift. Use this to become an honest man. Start your life over. The bishop says to Valjean, I have bought your soul for God. And that's what Valjean tries to do. He starts his life anew, tries to help as many people as he can. But then a few years later, he hears word Valjean has been captured. Well, he knows he wasn't captured. Someone was mistaken for him. So he wrestles with this, who am I going to be? Am I going to keep my mouth closed and let this man suffer my fate? Or do I open my mouth knowing I can go back to prison again? And there's this beautiful song called, Who Am I? Who am I? Can I, conceal, can I condemn this man to slavery? Pretend I do not see his agony? This innocent who bears my face, who goes to judgment in my place, who am I? And at the end of the song, he says, My soul belongs to God, I know. I made that bargain long ago. He gave me hope when hope was gone. He gave me strength to journey on. Who am I? I'm Jean Valjean. And he admits who he is, understanding the consequences. He struggles. He has to remember just who he is. At various times, for various reasons, we need to be reminded who we are. Have you ever known anybody who needed a reminder? You ever needed a reminder? When I was in Baghdad, uh, towards the end of my year in Baghdad, I met a couple of people, a chaplain and a chaplain assistant, who needed reminders. Now, you would think they would have known who they were. Now, chaplains always come with chaplain assistants. I had two the year I was overseas. One was great. The other was, well, the other was. Let's just leave it at that, all right? Uh, But about two weeks before we were scheduled to rotate home, our replacements arrived. So we had two weeks to show them the ropes. The new chaplain was a very quiet, timid soul, kind of like me, right? You know, just uh, uh, afraid of his own shadow, he looked like. His chaplain assistant was the opposite, outgoing, loud, uh, looked like he was used to being in charge. And really, as I watched the two of them work, sometimes I wondered who was in charge, the captain, the officer, or the chaplain, who was a captain, or his chaplain assistant, who was a low-ranking enlisted soldier. But I just kind of let it go because that was their working relationship until one day the chaplain says to me, well, he asked me my opinion on something, and I said, I would suggest this. And he said, well, I was going to do that, but my chaplain assistant won't let me. And I said, say that again. He said, my chaplain assistant won't let me. I said, who is in charge of this outfit? I mean, do you understand you're in the Army? Has anybody talked to you about how this works? You know, uh, and as it turns out, and I watched the chaplain assistant, wouldn't exactly give orders, but he would say, no, 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 sir, what you want to do is this. And the chaplain would go, oh, okay. Uh, But it was really, you could tell already, it was bothering him, and it finally came to a head right before we left. And they got in this big shouting match, and they came to me, and they said, we cannot keep this up for a year. I said, you're right, you can't. you got to figure it out. And they said, what do you suggest? I said, well, since you asked, I can solve the problem for you. And they said, really? I said, it's really simple. And I looked at the chaplain. I said, Tim, you are a captain in the United States Army. You need to remember that because that means something. You need to act like you remember what it means. And I looked at his chaplain assistant. I said, you are a, an E4 in the United States Army. 
That also means something. You need to remember what that means. And you need to act like you remember what it means. And they both looked at me and said, is that it? And I thought, it's going to be a long year. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. They needed to remember who they were. At various times, for various reasons, we need to be reminded who we are. You ever One person clap. That's got you know, Everybody else is going. All right, you're going to force me back in the pulpit. Have you ever needed a reminder? Sometimes even the church needs a reminder. Read the Bible. In the city of Corinth, there was a church. The Apostle Paul started it. But they had a tendency to forget who they were. They would come to the Lord's table, not to remember the sacrifice of Jesus, They would come to the Lord's table to eat all they could eat and to drink all they could drink. They saw the Lord's Supper as an opportunity to throw a big party. And Paul writes to them and says, that is wrong. He reminds them who they are. Read the book of Revelation. In the first two chapters, there are seven letters written to seven churches, some of whom had forgotten what it meant to be the church. Paul writes, uh, Paul Uh, The angel, it says, the the revelation is from an angel, says, to the church at Sardis, you have a reputation for being alive, but truly, you are dead. They forgot what it meant to be the church. At various times, for various reasons, we need to be reminded who we are. Sometimes as individuals, sometimes as the church as a whole. We have a reminder in First Peter, he reminds us who we are as the body of Christ, who we are as the community of faith. It's not written to an individual church, but to several churches. It says churches scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. So a lot of churches would receive this letter. In the first chapter, he talks about they are to be holy. He quotes Leviticus where God says, be holy as I am holy. And then in the second chapter, he talks about how they live that out. He begins with the first couple of verses talking about how they live that out. In verses 7 and 8, he talks about those who do not believe. So now for a couple of verses, Peter is talking about those who don't really believe. But then he comes back to the believers. And he says, but you, but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. It's a reminder of who we are, who we are called to be as sisters and brothers in Christ. During the season of Lent, we're going to talk about this. We're going to remember who we are. We're going to keep this simple. You would expect me to, to do the, take the simple route, right? We're going to keep this simple. 
Next Sunday, we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a chosen race. The following Sunday, what does it mean to be a royal priesthood. The following Sunday, a holy nation. And then God's own people. And that takes us up to Palm Sunday. You remember Palm Sunday, the Sunday Jesus rides triumphantly into Jerusalem. And people are shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. On that Sunday, having been reminded who we are, we'll talk about the rest of verse 9. In order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And then Easter Sunday, we will look at verse 10. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. So through the season of Lent, we're going to look at these two verses to remember who we are, which is important, more important today, I think, than ever before. Because if you don't know who you are, there are plenty of people that will try to tell you. TV shows, movies, advertisers, there are plenty of people trying to tell you who they think you are or should be. But if you're not clear on who you are, you'll never know why you're here. Because our purpose comes from our identity. And the identity we need to claim is the one that comes to us in Scripture. Remember remember who you are. A couple years ago, there was a song by a guy named Jason Gray, contemporary Christian song, that is a great prayer when you think about these two verses. Let me share some of the lyrics with you. When I lose my way and I forget my name, remind me who I am. When, uh, remi- and, all right, it's here. There it is. In the mirror, all I see is who I don't want to be. Remind me who I am. In the loneliest places when I can't remember what grace is, tell me once again who I am to you. Tell me lest I forget who I am to you. When my heart is like a stone and I'm running far from home, remind me who I am. When I can't receive your love, afraid I'll never be enough, remind me who I am. If I'm your beloved, can you help me believe it? Tell me once again who I am to you. Tell me lest I forget who I am to you. I belong to you. I'm the one you love. I'm the one you love. I belong to you. Remember who you are. That will be our message through the season of Lent. Now, a lot of times in Lent, people will give things up, right? You may give up a particular food you like or a particular meal every week or or electronics or a TV show or people will sacrifice things and use that time to try to deepen their relationship with God in Christ. And that is a worthy spiritual discipline. But this Lent, I want to ask you to add something on. It's not all that hard. I want you to memorize these two verses to help us remember who we are. So if you would, take your bulletins to get you started on memorizing these things. You've got between now and Easter. The scripture is also, by the way, printed on the card that's in the purple bag. We'll be giving you helpful reminders. But would you read this with me? But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, 
now you have received mercy. Remember who you are. Let us pray. Gracious God, sometimes we are like Simba the lion. We need a reminder. Lord, remind us that we are your people. Remind us of who we are, that we are the chosen race, the royal priesthood, the holy nation, your own people. Let us remember and let us live that out. In Jesus' name, amen.